He's been to sporting events throughout several states, has met many coaches and athletes, as well as figures from all walks of life, and now he's ready to talk to them. He's the man in the red suit, Connor Wilhite. Here's Connor. Welcome back to the seventh episode of the Connor Sports Talk Podcast. In this episode, we sit down with Scott County High School football coaches Jim McKee, Clay McKee, and Coach Jalen Menifee. We talk about the upcoming 2022 season. I hope you enjoy. We're 61, right? 60. Coach, thanks for joining me for the second year in a row. As we head into the 2022 season, where do you think your team stands going into the first game? Where do you think your team stands? The Royal Spring Titans. Let's talk about them for a minute. We're going to be pretty good this season. Yeah, I came over and watched y'all play. I was looking for, look like me, number 60, was doing a lot of good blocking on the O-line. Who was that? That's me. That's you, big dog. And uh, who's handling the long snapping for the Titans? Me too. And you all beat Cooper in seventh grade. And I saw the second half. And then I believe you – do you play uh, Woodford County this Thursday, yes. I believe? Yes. Is it at home too, isn't it? Yes. And they won their first game big. I don't know. Do you scout middle school football at all? Not really. A little bit. But well, they, they won their first game big. So – Looking for a showdown, Titans versus the Yellow Jackets this Thursday night. Now, what was your question, Connor? I got to talk As we about head into you. the 2022 season, where do you think your team stands going into the first game? Well, I feel a little bit better about where we are today than I did this time a year ago. Um, just in that we've had a much more productive summer. We, we, you know, we, had, we just ran into some issues last year. And, and here's the thing, you know, with this podcast – Connor Sports Talk, if there's a mess up, it's your fault. You know, even if your guest is horrible and they get on here and curse and say things they shouldn't say or whatever, it's still, it's Connor's podcast, right? Yeah. And so when things didn't go as well as we would have hoped last summer, you know, I, I didn't do a very good job. I didn't, I, I failed in making my message clear to the players what the value of summer football practice and summer camp is. And it really showed in the first game. Now, I'm, I'm proud of, of the players because we continued to progress during the season and we ended up having some good wins and, and did some good things. But uh, I, I definitely feel better about where we are, not necessarily from a talent standpoint. You know, talent's just a part of it, Connor. And so much of it is your mental approach. Now, our team were playing stuff. Our tailback's committed to Kentucky, uh, Caden Mormon. He's a really, really good football player. You know, he's 6'1", 220-ish and fast. And sometimes a guy like that can beat you by himself because you got him all hemmed up. You've done everything you're supposed to do, and he still scores. But I feel real good. After losing Ethan Miracle to an injury last year, how has he recovered and how is the offensive line looking? Well, I got fooled last year, Connor. I thought we were okay on the line, and we weren't. Uh, of course, Ethan getting hurt didn't didn't help that. But Ethan looks good. And, you know, unfortunately, all you can do with injuries, you never, as a coach, you know, your mom, Paige, if she sends you to practice night grade football and you get hurt, 
she might not say it, but there's going to be a little part of her. She's going to be holding me responsible for that. And, you know, the thing, at least in Ethan's case, you're going to have some injuries. It happened in a game, man. If I, and I've had a few injuries that have happened in practice. And that just, that's something that I'm real pleased about. You know, we've got knock on wood. We got today and tomorrow and Thursday, but we've gotten all our people to the first game healthy. I always, you know, you go to an early season football game and you see or you see a guy in a sling or a guy in a boot, and you're just like, man, the kid worked all winter, all spring, all summer, and now he got hurt in preseason. So Ethan looks good. Tell us about the backfield this year after losing Jeremy Hamilton, Montego Jones, and Luke Colvin. Oh, we'll be fine in the backfield. That's something we've really been blessed with for the time that I've been here. We've had a ton of good running backs. You know, if you go and you, you sit and you think about over time, um, you know, the Keith guys, the Ted Sabernas, the Theo Prices, uh, you know, the Austin Barnetts, the, the Philip Garners, the Bronson Browns. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of good running backs. And if you, you know, you came to all the games last year watching Andrew. And if you sit and you think, I mean, LSU played toward the end of the season last year was really good back for us. And Thomas Feichert started every one of our games for us. And Jacob Fryman's our fullback. And we have some really good young backs. You know, you, you're not going to win a championship with sophomores. You know, your, your team is going to go as far as your, as your seniors take it. But, you know, we do have a really good sophomore class. We have 36 sophomores. Uh, you know, Kane Garrett, uh, Buddy Collins, Jackson Dameron, Christian Rodriguez, Andrew Hickey, Isaac York. I'm leaving somebody out and their mother's listening. Uh, but, you know, we, we did, so we, we've got some really good, really good young talent in the backfield. And then, you know, Ellis and Thomas and Jacob Fryman are the starters. They're all good. I'm, I'm happy for Jeremy. He's, he's doing well. Louisville Luke's our team linebacker uh, at EKU, but, but we're okay in the backfield. Special teams is a huge part of the game that often gets overlooked. After losing your four-year starter, Jacob Vange, who will be your new kicker? Well, Ian Stanley's going to handle all the extra points and field goals, and uh, Christian's going to kick off and punt. We, we got a guy that we're working with that has never kicked before that played soccer or played soccer for Scott County, uh, Jabir, and he's going to kick for our JV team first couple of JV games. He's got the best leg of all of them, but he just doesn't have any experience. But if you knew of a kicker, Connor, that could kick off into the end zone for me. I will sponsor Connor Sports Podcast next five episodes with a healthy donation, and I'll give you an NIL deal, name, image, <laughs> and likeness for you to locate me a kick. Because Christian, and you talk about a kid that's really done, you know, Christian, he's going to start on offense. He's going to play on the defensive line some. He's going to kick off. He's going to punt. Uh, he wrestles, and he was state champion in the – track and field in the region last year. So he does a lot of things. And, and and I'm not saying Christian's not a good kicker. He is a really good kicker, but he's going to be fatigued. And when you sit and you think about it, it's like what you do. You know, you snap for Royal Spring. What do they do in the NFL? What do snappers do? And college. That's all they do. That's all they do. And so, uh, but we're, we're, we're going to be fine in the kicking game. It's a really astute question by you. We have to be better. We know Scott County always plays a top-notch schedule. Who are some of the main teams that you will be playing this year? Well, it's too hard, uh, but it is it is a good, tough schedule, and it is fun. It's not fun when you lose. But, I mean, you know, we're going to open up with Franklin County. 
who was in the finals in 2020, lost to Boyle last year in the semifinals, got a leading candidate for Mr. Football. Uh, we're going to come back with Lafayette, then we're going to play Dunbar, then, or Bryan Station, then Dunbar, then Douglas, then Great Crossing. You know, we probably, you know, we'll get a little break with Montgomery and Grant, but then we finish on the back end with Ballard, Lexington Catholic. So, we're uh, have a good team. Now we talk about the defense. Give us some insight on what you want to see from your defense this year. I think not just our defense, but our team as a whole. The thing that I've been the most pleased with in our first two scrimmages has been our overall aggression, aggression level. You know, we've been extremely aggressive. And so that starts on offense, on the offensive line. You know, our line is really firing off and really being aggressive, and our defense is really flying to the ball. And so if you think about those two things, you can have any deep – Coach Monty can come up with any defensive scheme he wants. If he can't get the players to fly to the ball, the scheme doesn't matter. Uh, and, you know, it's the same on offense. I, we can come up with any play in the world there is, but if our offensive line can't fire off the line and block, the play won't matter. So I've been real pleased with our effort defensively flying to the football at this point. You lost leading tacklers Jeremy Hamilton, Andrew Wilhite, Isaac Krebs, and Jackson Saylor. Who will be filling in those roles? Well, the good news is I don't have any question that you're going to be better than that Andrew character. And I don't know how many tackles he had, but you'll have more than that for sure. Uh, you know, Andrew and, and Jackson and Jeremy and other people that you're listing off there, uh, they had they had good careers. They're very positive people. But that's that's just like when you finish this, you got to start thinking about who's my next guest going to be. And so you got to think about who's going to step into those roles. So it's a good question. Elijah Adams is our leading returning tackler. Mm -hmm. And so he's our leading returning tackler. Uh, then you think about, you know, we Jasanti Harmon started last year. He's back. Cam Keller started last year. He's back. Luke Valencia might be our most versatile. He's a, he's a Cooper Rob, if you remember him. You know, he's just uh, – he could play guard and be okay. He could play quarterback and be okay. He could play free safety. He could play inside linebacker. So he's back. Uh, oh, I'm going to leave somebody off, uh, Connor. Paul Garner, he's, he's back. And, and uh, Danny Armstrong, Logan Jones, Paul Garner, Luke Valencia, Harmon, Cam Keller, Elijah Adams. Those will be some of our, our main leaders on the defense. Tell us a little bit about your guys up front on the defensive line. It's probably strength of our team. Uh, you know, Jasanti Harmon is our left defensive end. He's he's very good. He's had a good offseason. He's a three hundred pound power clean guy. He does you know he doesn't have to play any on the on the offensive line right now. Knock on wood. And a Cam Keller's our nose man. You know he's about you know he's five eleven six feet, about three hundred pounds. Physically extremely strong. And, you know he's an NAI. Uh, Jasanti's probably an OVC. Right now, level football player, uh, you know, Keller is an NAI level guy, Georgetown College level guy. He's a good player. Our other defensive end, you know, we're using Nate Hall and Christian Rodriguez there. They're our offensive guards. Man, it would be so awesome if, if we could get a guy that could go in there and play that right defensive end. And besides those two guys, you know, people think the coaches play favorites. That's always been an age old deal. I mean, I'll tell you who my favorite players are, Connors, the ones that work the hardest, the ones that 
that that try their 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 very best and the ones that are willing to do anything they can to get out on that field. So we need to put our hands on one more defensive lineman. But for now, we'll just have to play Christian and Nate, and they're good. I mean, I'm being selfish because I, I coach offense, so I want to get them off the defense. But Christian and Nate are good. So our D line, I would say, is the strength of our team. Mike McIntyre is a defensive coordinator. Who are some of his assistants? Yeah, Coach Molly's a defensive coordinator. Uh, well, Coach Willard flipped over from offensive line to coach the linebackers this year. He coached our offensive line since 2004. Our offensive line or our linebacker coach got him already trained. Now the assistant principal at the high school. So I really wish uh, I can't get upset with Artie for becoming the assistant principal and getting himself a big raise. But I really wish he was still coaching. Uh, he did a great job. But anyway, uh, Coach Willard is coaching our linebackers, and Coach Travis coaches our defensive line. And he, and he played here. I want to say Coach Travis graduated in 02 and played at Georgetown College. He's been our defensive line coach since 2010. So Coach Monty has been our DB coach and our coordinator, and then Coach Travis and Coach Willard. And then we all helped. You know, I mean, that's that's something that's we, good about here. We all help. You know, if somebody sees something in special teams, they help. I mean, being a coordinator, it's not the end-all, be-all. That means you get the final say in everything every day, and, and nobody wants that anyway. If we can find some, if one person on the staff can find something to help us win, that's what we're going to do. Coach, any final things as we bring this segment to a close? Well, fired up for our new Scott County High School. You know, they broke ground on it, had the official groundbreaking on the 12th. Let's see, you're in seventh grade. I think I believe it's supposed to be done your ninth grade year. Yep. And we need to continue to work hard to ensure that we can get our athletic facilities done at the same time that our school's done so that we have our stadium over there and we have, uh, you know, our practice facilities over there and our weight room over there. So that's something that's extremely exciting. And, you know, lastly, just, you know, appreciative of the parents and the coaches, the parents who send their kids here, the players who play here, the coaches that coach on this staff. You know, we live in a, in a world, Connor, where a lot of people have a lot of opinions. And, uh, you know, a lot of people run podcasts, even even you, you know. But really nobody knows what goes on inside these walls and inside this program except the people inside this program. And, you know, I feel really good uh, – about the people that make up Scott County football from the top to the bottom. Coach, thanks for joining me. All right. Thank you, Connor. Now we're going to talk with Clay McKee, the quarterback's coach and the pass game coordinator. Coach Clay, thanks for joining me. Hey, no problem, Connor. I appreciate it. On on I know that you were the quarterback that led Scott County to a state championship title. Tell us a little bit about what that was like and where did you go to college? Oh, well, one thing, I mean, that that was a dream season here. You know, I mean, we had a lot of stuff went right for us. We had a lot of really good players. And, you know, I think being back here now, you know, I, I don't like to tell the kids over and over about what happened that season, but I do like to tell them uh, kind of some of the principles that went into that offseason before that season and, you know, why we were able to have a chance to be – in the picture in December. And, you know, I think we got a lot of really talented players and they do love football. You know, I, I think a lot of them are still learning 
you know, the sacrifice that it does take and, and we're learning and we're getting better every day. And, you know, they're working, you know, they're working. Um, where did I go to college? You know, I played football at Georgetown College. Um, I played three years there for Coach Cronin. Spent time as the backup, spent time as third string, spent time as a starter. Um, so I think you really find out how much you love football when you're sitting on the bench. Um, and that was one thing for me, you know, being around the game so much over at Georgetown with Coach Cronin and those guys, you know, I really learned a lot. Um, I really learned a lot. You know, we do what we do here offensively, and it's very good here. We're very good at it because we've done it for a long time. But it, it was really good for me to go to Georgetown and then, you know, a handful of other programs there after Georgetown and really just kind of see what other people do. And you'd be surprised how much of it marries up to, you know, what we do offensively with, with small things we can add and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I had a great time at Georgetown playing for Coach Cronin and have the utmost respect for him and his career and the guys I played with there and Coach Cable, who's at Montgomery County now, you know, they're in our district. Um, Georgetown College, man, Tiger for life. Where have you coached since graduating college? Well, what happened was um, as soon as I graduated from Georgetown, I got a volunteer gig with Coach Stoops in the recruiting department for Kentucky. Um, so I was a volunteer, I guess, intern, recruiting intern was the official title. Um, and then I jumped out a chance to be a position coach at Center College about six months after being at UK, um, which was kind of a leap of faith. And once again, being around a different group of guys that won a lot of championships and may have done it a different way that we did it here at Center College. You know, Coach Andy Fry, my dad played for Andy Fry. He's been there at Center College and they've won. You know, if you look at who's won the most football games in the state of Kentucky, no matter what the level in college football, Center College is at the top of the list. Um, so I was very glad to be the running backs coach there for one year. Um, worked for a guy named Ben Fox, who's now the head coach at Maryville College in Tennessee. And, you know, he's kind of a Tennessee, quick talking, you know, running gun type of guy. A lot of really fast paced offensive philosophies and concepts and stuff. So had a really good time there working at Center College. And, you know, after I left Center, I was actually a graduate assistant working with wide receivers at Austin P. Um, for another six months. And Colby was playing there, you know, so that was neat. You know, so I got to spend a few months there before COVID actually hit, you know, everything shut down, you know, the same old story that, you know, everybody was doing something when COVID happened. Well, that's what I was doing. I was the GA at Austin P. So I came back to Kentucky and for a couple months and then we were going to, I was back at Austin P and we were getting ready to start the season and that, the quality control job with the wide receivers came open at Eastern. And that was in the summer of 2020. Uh, so two years ago now. So that, then I left Austin P. That's where I've been the last two years, was with Coach Wells at Easter. Um, my first year, I worked with the receivers um, under a guy named Caleb Cox, who was, you know, he's one of the youngest coaches in Division One college football, the wide receivers coach at Easter. And, you know, talk about being around a guy with high energy that, you know, he was at Tennessee. He was an NAI guy where he started off with, you know, so – being around Coach Cox there for that first year and then Coach Stillman, who played at Bowling Green High School, you know, he's the quarterback's coach. 
at Eastern. So being with the receivers my first year and then getting back to quarterbacks where I love my second year and then working for a guy like Coach Wells, I mean, you know, I kind of joke, you know, said you think working for your dad's hard or tough on you or whatever. Work for Coach Wells, you can work for anybody. You know, that's what I'll say. But, you know, definitely enjoyed my time at Eastern. So that, that's about three and a half years since I finished at Georgetown, you know, doing a handful of different things. And, you know, it's funny. I was telling the coaches a story the other night. Franklin County game's coming up. And, you know, I think the seed was planted into my mind on coming back to Scott County unintentionally that, you know, a year ago coming up on Friday against Franklin County, you know, kind of a little seed got in the back of my mind and kept growing and growing and growing. And I'll tell you what, you know, ever since I've been back here, there's just been absolutely no regrets. I mean, I'm loving what I'm doing. You know, I'm hopeful that I'm having a high impact on some of these kids. And, you know, it's so awesome seeing like Andrew Hickey, Heck, I played with Logan. You know, me and Logan went to middle school together and played high school ball together. And then there's so many connections and relationships like that, you know, whether I officiated these kids in the youth league or however I know a lot of them, it's good to see them, you know, grow into young men and learn what it really takes to work, you know, learn what it, and, and compete for a championship. And, you know, if, I, if, if I'm impacting them at all, you know, and getting us better, five percent better than we were last year or half a percent better than we were last year that you know i'm just grateful for the opportunity to do that at a place that i love and a school that i love man i mean i love this place you know that coming back to scott county to coach what are your thoughts and expectations on coaching with this staff with this staff i mean it's it's been nothing but super positive you know i called them all um i called all the guys before i told you know i said hey I got a big personality, you know, I've been, you know, I've been around college ball, you know, there's no way that I'll come back and my guns won't be blazing. So let me just, you know, let me talk to you guys out of respect because I know all of you, I've known you for a long time and you guys have got a good thing going already. And, you know, everybody from Coach V to Coach Hall to Coach Davis to Coach Monty, you know, Coach Willard, as soon as I told them I was thinking about it, they said, come on with it. So, no, it's been great working with those guys, man. When you think about the experience on this staff, you know, versus maybe other staffs around, I mean, you're looking at Coach Davis, who's been a head coach, been in high school football 20-plus years. Coach Willard's been in high school football 30-plus years. You know, Coach Monty, heck, he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, short stint with the Buccaneers, and has been around the game ever since. Um, So you're looking at – that's got to be, what, over 115 years of combined experience of the game of football at a high level. Um, so to be able to get back around these guys and start learning again at a different level has been a blessing too, man. So I think overall staff camaraderie is very high, and those guys are awesome. What is it like coaching with your dad? Oh, it's something – I mean, it's so fun, dude. I mean, <laughs> it's just it, – it's a lot like when I play for them. I mean, it's a lot like that, you know. There's, you know, there's back and forth. He's got ideas, I got ideas. He's got a big personality, you know. He's. I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to have a, a big role on the staff and a big voice, you know, within the offensive game plan and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just like, you know, when I play for him, 
hey, you come off the field, you know, we might talk ball the rest of the night. We might talk about something else and then talk about more ball. So it's, it's very similar, man. I'm having a fun time and, you know, I'm very thankful for the responsibility that I've been given here, especially with like the freshman team. You know, I'm calling the plays for the freshman team and um, doing everything with their offense. You know, yesterday I was working on the offensive line and, you know, he tell, tell me when I was 18 or 19 years old, hey, I need you to go work with offensive line individuals. They're like, heck no, nah, man, I'm going to go over here. We're going to throw passes and, you know, we're going to, I'm going to work with skill guys. But, you know, I think I'm learning to become a more complete coach by work, working with those guys and with my dad again. And it's awesome, man. Let's talk about this year's offense. We know that you have returning quarterback Andrew Hickey. How is he looking going into year two? Well, here's the thing about Hickey. I mean, you know, I'm never going to give him the credit he deserves <laughs> until he's done playing. Um, and that's just because I, I know that he takes coaching for me really well, and, and I'm going to continue to push him, continue to – I want him to continue to see the field more, and you know, because the sky's the limit for that kid. I mean, you look at that kid, he's six foot – what, he's six foot one probably. You know, I think he weighs 175 pounds now, 170 pounds. And you, you might have seen – you ever go to, like, freshman basketball games? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's jumping up and dunking the ball with two hands. And he ran a 4.840 at Eastern this this past summer. So, you know, the kid is not just a pure pocket passer. I mean, he's a very good pocket passer, but he's a very athletic kid. Um, he's starting to understand the game. You know, it's we talk about some other guys that have played quarterback here, like Josh Davis and, you know, Zane Patton and Cade. And, you know, even looking back before me, like Ben Lawler, you know, some of the best – you look at th what those guys could do in 10th grade and then what Andrew can do in 10th grade. Well, it's not even close. Andrew can do way more. You know, he can do way more. But I think sometimes I'm like, dang, you know, little thing here or there. And then I, I revert back to my thought process that I just said. Dude, he is way farther along than anybody I've really ever seen at this high school in the 10th grade. Um, he's got tremendous arm talent. He's got a very quick release. And – his true arm strength is really starting to improve. You know, in, in the summer, you know, I'm, I'll be honest with you, and I'd say it if he was sitting right here, you know, in the summer, I was a little worried about maybe his pure arm strength and how far he could throw the ball. And the kid just went to work. I mean, he just went to work, you know, and threw and threw and threw. And he he's works hard on the weights on his lower body. And we've really tried to activate his hip you know, and get his lower body involved. And, you know, he's throwing the ball, you know, well over 50, 55 yards in the air now, um, which is a tremendous improvement in a short amount of time. So there's not a lot missing, you know, when you look at his physical attributes. And I think every year, you know, he, every rep he plays this year and next year in his senior year, you know, we're worried about right now. But every rep, every game rep that he takes, I think the game will continue to slow down for him and, you know, he'll continue to get the ball to our playmakers. And when his number's called, I think he'll make it. Without giving away any top secrets, what do you look to add to the offense from your previous coaching experience? Man, you know, that's a great question, Connor. Um, you know, Cal, you and Cal Oaks, y'all probably, you know, you guys probably feed into that narrative that we're going to go to the air raid and, and this and that. And, and I think, you know, that was never my goal was to come back here and try to change who we are. You know, we're going to run a fullback and we're going to run some play action and, you know, we're going to run power and we're going to run toss 
And that's what we do. You know, that's what we've always done. And I just think Andrew's arm talent, you know, will give us the ability to do some different things as he grows, you know, talk about, well, what are you going to do? How much are you going to throw? Well, it's, it's all just be how much can he take and absorb, you know, and how fast he takes it. So there's no rush to get any type of, you know, how mummy system in here, you know, that's not who we want to be, but you know, I definitely do feel like I bring some things to the table that, you know, from a pass game perspective, you know, we haven't necessarily done around here before, but, you know, I'm willing to coach those things up and get them taught to where those things become like our belly, like our, you know, like our power. And they become part of our identity and who we are over time. Right. So good question, man. With any good quarterback, you have to have good receivers. Who are some of the receivers for this season? Well, I'll tell you, you know, the first thing that jumps to mind is we're catching the ball extremely well out of the backfield. You know, Ellis Hughley catches the ball extremely well. You know, Thomas Fiker's hands are getting better. And there's, you know, Isaac York. Um, you know, he's a basketball, baseball kid, and he's out. He's kind of got a new energy. You know, he catches the ball really well. Um, we got a lot of guys that catch the ball well, man. Um, you know, Eli Lilly is a quarterback slash receiver. You know, talk about a kid with a high football IQ. I mean, that kid really knows the game. Um, so I think overall we've got several threats, you know, that can catch the ball from different positions. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say one guy stands out above the other right now, you know, right now. Need so, to see more game reps. Tell us a little bit about the younger quarterbacks. How have they been looking in, in practice? Well, the first thought is the guy I mentioned, you know, Elijah Lilly, you know. Um, he's obviously in the same grade as Andrew, but he quarterbacked our freshman team last year and had a lot of success. You know, he's got a lot of arm talent in the high football queue, like I said. So, you know, he's doing really well. You know, I, I'm really glad to see the resurgence of Aaron Klein. You know, it's kind of our upperclassman, backup quarterback type. You know, he's had some success at Tate's Creek, you know, kind of talking about how – I was talking to him the other day about when I was at Georgetown College and got put on the bench. And I was like, hey, man, you know, I, you know, I lived it. I was a starter and I wasn't a starter. So I, I'm good to see, you know, it's good to see him back. And it just it, it makes it good for a team when you got two or three quarterbacks, you can run units and not miss a beat. Um, so those guys. And then, you know, you mentioned younger quarterbacks. I mean, it's hard not to talk about Timmy Amongo. I mean, it's really hard not to. I mean. The kid is very talented. He's got extreme arm talent. You know, I took him with me to Eastern this summer, and he was spinning the ball all over the place, you know, right, just coming out of the seventh grade. Um, and he's quarterbacking our freshman team, you know, as well as quarterbacking Royal Springs eighth grade. So you talk about growing up quick. I mean, you know, I think he's going to turn 14 in a few months. But, you know, talk about the, a kid that's very mature. Um so the future is bright in the quarterback room, and, and as long as Andrew continues to lead the way, and you know, hopefully these kids continue, continue to take coaching, and everything should be good at quarterback. Is there anything else you would like to add as we bring this segment to a close? No, nah, man, I appreciate you having me on. You know, you're doing a heck of a job, and this is a great segment, and I, I'm really honored to be on it, man. And I can't wait to see this thing continue to blow up. Thanks for joining me. Let's be. Let's go. I'll see you Friday, man. See ya. Now I'd like to introduce a familiar person, Coach Jalen Minifee. Coach Fee was on the fourth episode of the podcast. I would like to encourage you to listen to that episode after you listen to this one. 
Welcome to your second appearance on the podcast, Coach. All right, thank you for having me, Connor. I'm so glad to be here again. If you didn't give me my contract, I was going to a different podcast. <laughs> what is it like coaching varsity linemen after coaching the freshmen these past couple of years? What are some of your job responsibilities? Um, it's, it's a little bit different. It's more detailed. Um, I mean, coaching freshmen is a task in itself. You have to develop young guys coming from middle school, so a lot of things are changing, a lot of concepts that you have to teach them, things that they didn't understand. But coaching the varsity offensive line, um, it's just a different expectation. I mean, I coach with, you know, one of the most winning coaches in the state. Uh, I mean, he's been doing it since, heck, I was born. So, you know, the expectation is higher. And uh, the offensive line, man, that's a big part of the any kind of team. And, you know, there's a lot of expectation that comes from the offensive linemen because without them blocking forward, the offense doesn't move. So, you know, having to take that and get these guys motivated and getting them to stay aggressive and, you know, go faster. So it's a, it's a challenge, but it's a great challenge. Give us a rundown of the linemen for this season. How have they been looking in the preseason? Uh, we got our center, which is uh, – Daff, we have our two guards, which is Nate Hall and Christian Rodriguez. We have our tackles, which is uh, Burdine and um, Ethan Miracle. And uh, I mean, they look better and better each week. Uh, we come in every day. We have practice. We come in 30 minutes early. We push the gator, push the sled, put in a lot of extra work. That's helped those guys get in better shape. I mean, they're super aggressive right now. And uh, I feel like every week they're getting better. They put in the work. They go as hard as they can in practice. So I, we're gonna be we're gonna have a good chance to do some things this year with those guys up front. The run play is a big part of the wing T offense. What makes offensive linemen successful in the offensive scheme? Just being very very aggressive and being very smart. And in any system you in, the offensive linemen have to be very very aggressive and have to be smart. They have to they have to understand where the ball's going, the angle they have to block at. They have to be able to understand you know not just blocking the lineman in front of them, but understanding where the linebacker's going, which way we're trying to run the ball. And uh, being strong, too. I mean, we do a, a great job. Coach McGee does a great job in the weight room. So, you know, being strong, being very aggressive, and uh, understanding the game is very important for the offensive lineman, especially in, like, a wing-T scheme. You work all week on blocking your opponent's mock defensive line. Walk us through the process when the defensive line changes their formation and the O-line needs to change. Uh, it just goes back to, like I said, you know, preparation and understanding what we're doing. Um it just, you know, the front just kind of dictates where the guys are going. It doesn't necessarily change what we do a lot. It just change where we go or change which way we might angle a block. So, you know, week by week, we just sit down, we look at the other team, we focus on what they're doing, find the weaknesses that we can exploit, and we make sure we set up our blocking schemes to match that and so we have the best chance of winning the game. Coach, any final things you'd like to add as we bring this segment to a close? Uh, just again, thank you for letting me be here, man. It's always an honor to be here. Uh, thank Coach McKee, man, for the opportunity to be able to coach the offensive line. It's big. Uh, it's no small opportunity, so I definitely, you know, thank you for the opportunity of even bringing me here. And, you know, anytime you want me to be here, I definitely want to be here. Go Rose Springs as well. Can't wait to watch Connor play. One more question. What do you, what do you want in your in your contract? Uh, you know, my contract, I want to make sure that <laughs> I can get on a podcast at least twice a year. It's about all I want twice a year. I just want my own masters of my, you know, of my little segments when you get famous and you're worth millions of dollars. Just make sure you remember me, you know, when we all started. But, now nah, I'm just honored, man, to be here. I'm, you're doing, you're going to do great things, man. You're going to be great. I'm so excited about the stuff that you do in the future, and I'll always support your podcast. Thank you, Coach. No problem.
that concludes our episode with Coach Mickey, Coach Minifee, and Coach Clay. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, reach out to me through Facebook or Twitter. My Facebook is Connors Sports Talk, and my Twitter is Connors underscore podcast. Be on the lookout for the next episode as I talk with another Cardinal legend.